I think the moment they've experienced procurement as a partner, so either we've helped them with a specific contract, either during an RFP or negotiations, and they've experienced that partnership, and they're actually like, oh, this is a part of my job that I can completely outsource to someone else who's a professional in that area. And generally, they love that. Uh, and I think once they see that, then then you understand, okay, if we put this in processes, we can genuinely benefit from that. But it does require some convincing uh, at some point in time. In our second conversation with Mihil, Bloomreach's procurement lead, we start off by talking about change management and how to overcome the quote-unquote experience baggage employees might have with procurement from past companies. We also cover the intersection between procurement and the SaaS buying process and where Mikhail prioritizes his time knowing he only has 24 hours in the day. For the people you're working with at Bloomreach, although it's an early stage and you got in early with procurement, are a lot of the people's past experiences the opposite, where they waited too long for procurement to come in and then they had to change up everything on the employees? So like the change management piece was harder. Do people come with those perceptions? There's definitely sometimes a bit of like experience baggage, right? So sometimes when I'm initially introduced to a stakeholder, the first question I ask is, okay, have you ever worked with a procurement department before? Okay, how was your experience? And then in a lot of the cases, the experience was either with a multinational where they expected that, oh, if we loop in procurement, it's going to take me three weeks before I get a response. And even if I get a response, they just want me to push me to the market to get another three vendors. And I don't even want to compare these vendors because they make no sense. So I think, once again, I'm quite lucky that most of the colleagues I speak to, they completely understand that there's a strong need for clearer processes. And thus, when I'm introducing these new steps, they might sometimes be seen as barriers, but they're very understanding that it's a requirement that it serves a higher purpose. And to, to speak to the trust comment you made, I think that's spot on. Like, uh, I think the moment they've experienced procurement as a partner, so either we've helped them with a specific contract, either during an RFP or negotiations, and they've experienced that partnership, and they're actually like, oh, this is a part of my job that I can completely outsource to someone else who's a professional in that area. And generally, they love that. Uh, and I think once they see that, then then you understand, okay, if we put this in processes, we can genuinely benefit from that. But it does require some convincing uh, at some point in time. What are some of those change management pieces? Like where, like tactically speaking, how do you approach the process of getting to know people, then when do, when do you start putting the processes in place? How do you communicate those to people after the fact? So tricky, obviously, from a procurement perspective, our, like, our first start point is kind of follow the money. Uh, and, and it sounds pretty cheap in some sense, but obviously, we're going to look at the key spend areas. Uh, when you're a small procurement team and you're just starting off, you want to basically start cherry picking. So at the beginning, we look at what are our top 10 vendors? And then you drill it down and you look, what are our top 20 vendors? And then we have the discussions with departments. You also look at their top spend. Obviously, we do eventually want to target sales spend, and we do. But the key focus at the beginning is going to be on the money. When we're introducing these changes, 
I guess a big piece of it is understanding what motivates people, what their exact role is in the organization, and how procurement fits into that. So if I'm doing procurement for a marketing department, the type of support that I'm expected to give and the type of inputs they want is different than when I'm speaking to office management, where one unit might be completely driven by, hey, we need a quality vendor and we need to make sure that if we have a technical issue, they need to reply within 12 hours. That's our deal breaker. And whereas other internal stakeholders will be completely focused on, okay, as long as the overall cost to us adds up, we're happy. So aligning those goals, saying them out loud, and generally trying to understand what will help them best. Um, generally, one of the reasons why I'm in procurement is that you get to learn everyone's business a little bit, because otherwise you can't buy rightly for them. I think that's kind of like the way to go, try and understand. You mentioned figuring out what motivates people. And I'm always curious, I feel like that's across every department has a version of that. How do you begin to understand that? Is it a set of questions? It is, is it a framework? What exactly do you do? No, I wouldn't necessarily say we have a framework. That, that's a mm-hmm. like, process we haven't gotten to yet. That may be, may be very, very far away in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess the moment you start discussing where they spent their money, strangely, you get there fairly quick, right? Because mm-hmm. And people people that have done that role before, they basically often have done their own procurement. So they have gone through that process with these vendors. So the moment you start discussing their infrastructure, by default, to almost automatically start opening up and saying, actually, this vendor in, 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 in 2018, we had a big problem with them. Or I still haven't forgotten that accident happened. Or the other way around. And it's like, every time I have a problem, these guys are there for me, right? And that weighs heavily as well. So uh, it's almost like, like a, I don't want to sound like a psychologist, but the moment you start talking about where the money is going, how these contracts and how the vendor is actually supporting their key business, it tends to naturally come up. And then, yeah, in those conversations, you'll naturally get a, a good sense of uh, what the relationship is and the added value. Going back a little to one other thing you had mentioned, how you are... You have the advantage of being at Bloomreach early in their growth stage. Um, why do you think most companies wait to bring in procurement and start that process? I used to be in a, in a, a former business that I worked in. Someone used to say, like, why, like, if times are good, you ride the tiger. <laughs> so what they meant literally is, like, things are good. Why worry about the economic downturn, right? Like, no one likes someone that when everything's going good, that we're focused on this year-on-year growth. The person that brings up, oh, can we look at this cost? Are you sure we should be buying this? Like, it almost feels like it's setting you back. But I kind of think that's like an outdated thought pattern. Like, good procurement doesn't make you slower. Like, good procurement makes you faster. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, just, it makes you adopt faster to future situations. So, for example, us being in early will allow us to make agreement with vendors and highlight potential pitfalls that people can then avoid, which might slow them down and actually uh, might uh, hold us back in terms of our growth. So I think it's like a, an old school mindset uh, and it's definitely changing. But yeah, there's a lot of businesses that uh, uh, they will only start approaching procurement or they'll suddenly get an outsourced procurement provider in to do all of their procurement when it's like high need. And when you really need it, it's too late. 
Where would you say the intersection between procurement and SaaS buying is? Is Do you believe procurement is the entire SaaS buying end-to-end process, like you're involved with all of it? Is there a piece that you play more of a role of than others? Um, or is it specific to you know, SaaS vendor management or comparisons or data or valuations? What do you think? Look, eventually the goal is to be indirectly and responsible for all, right? Like if I could be the perfect procurement partner, I would give you comparisons. I would help you uh, set up structure to do your vendor management and at the same time, guide you through the start to end process. Like obviously today we don't have that luxury yet and we need to make uh, decisions on where are we going to focus our attention because we do only have 24 hours in a day. Um, uh, so naturally the focus kind of becomes a combination between on the one side financial because eventually every dollar we save is a dollar we don't need to make in revenue and on the other side is very non-financial it hey we have a specific problem with a vendor that we can't figure out ourselves can we use this procurement right so those are some of the key more operational ones that we immediately try and tackle but eventually i do see procurement as an overall partner um I do think there's a level of responsibility that should always be at the owner of the contract. So um, I'm trying to avoid any policing in that sense, uh, which you do sometimes happen, especially in larger businesses. Um, but I think, especially because we still have the startup culture, kind of like making sure we do things in a no-nonsense way and like just get at it, let's do it. So if someone wants to negotiate their own contract, you go and negotiate your own contract. If you genuinely feel like you need help, we're there. Um, we're even willing to join, but like, uh, kind of keep it open, uh, in, in terms of like that aspect at least, um, but long-term, uh, hopefully we can support the entire range. There is some onus still on the contract, whoever owns the contract, um, because it is like, you're a partner, it's a team sport. Um, and initially as compelling as it is to put it all on you. For the stakeholders, myself included, um, I understand that there's the onus on myself as well. Eventually, it's like you buy something and it also gets you a piece of ownership. Like, obviously, it might be that you need that piece of tool for your business. But in many cases, it comes with a little bit of responsibility, meaning that suddenly there's, especially now we, we're growing from, let's say, that startup phase to enterprise phase. Suddenly, we have to perform reviews on uh, access management. We have to look at the amount of license we have. We are going to do things like annual reviews of your vendor base. So it's almost like, yeah, it almost comes with like internal terms and conditions that you do have to take those responsibilities on. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, a SaaS buying platform for ever-changing B2B SaaS sales. Curious how we can help your company save on SaaS? Get a free savings analysis today by visiting us at vendr.com slash save. See you next time.